You're listening to Questions on the Way podcast with Greg and Jeremy. Hey, what's up, our podcast fam? Questions <laughs> on the way. Greg and Jeremy are here this morning. Yes, in the house. <laughs> we are here bright and early, and we're going to bring it today. So today's yeah. today's super good question. Yeah, you know, it's kind of funny. I was thinking about this. Like, we... um. Every question, I'm like, oh, this is a great question. And it just is because anytime I think for me, like anytime it turns me to the word mm-hmm. and like seeking like truth, like it's just a good thing. Oh, man. I'll, I'll be honest with you. This this particular question has just been like mental gymnastics for me. Yeah, I know. You, yeah, you were, <laughs> wrestling, you were wrestling with it. You huh? saw me struggling, huh? Yeah, yeah. So, but that's okay. So, um, just to jump into the question, I think you had a question for me, you were saying. I do. I have a question. Like, So I think, I don't know, I feel like this podcast, we, we go deep. Mm-hmm. And so I like to start not deep. You don't just want to like <laughs> be underwater. Today's going to gonna be deep, yeah. At the start. So the question I have is, Greg. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> your name. about It's about name. And then I don't know why this seems like it's going to tie in, but. So we have given names. Mm-hmm. First off, what's your middle name, Greg? I have two middle names. Okay. It's Lee Allen. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. So <laughs> Lee is my mom's middle name and Allen is my dad's middle name. So okay. that's, that's why cool. I have the two middle names. Yeah, kind of neat. That's cool. Yeah. Mine's Lyle. Lyle. Okay. Lyle. Lyle was my grandpa's middle name, that's my dad's n- dad. Rayford Lyle. Wow. See, that's a name that you just don't hear anymore. Yeah. They called him Newt. <laughs> totally <laughs> that, totally different yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh and then my son uh, his middle name is lyle oh okay also so but this is the question that wasn't the question that's part of the question <laughs> the question is in school mm-hmm. how did people make fun of your name because it seems like that's it's just a given that like it oh. doesn't matter even if your name is the most plain jane name like kids are gonna find a way to make fun of your uh, name. yeah right <laughs> right well Usually my last name is the one that got made fun of it. My of course. La- my last name is Parrot, you know, so um, P-A-R-R-E-T. So it's a little bit different than the bird, which is P-A-R-R-O-T. Yes. But, uh, and, you know, we have like, we have distant uncles and stuff that are like, it's Parrot, and you got to say it right. <laughs> it's French. Yeah. But, uh, is it? Do you think it is French? Well, I did some work on it, and it yeah. looks like it was originally French people that went to England and then came over here. So it's so far removed. Yeah. I mean, it's like a Mayflower name, actually. Yeah. Um, but first name, funny enough, um, I've had people be like, "What's up, Greg Greta?" It's <laughs> <laughs> like, not even clever. Like, try to make it, try to make it yeah. feminine as possible, right? Oh man, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what about you? Uh, yeah, for sure. So m- m- both first and last name. Well, but so me, like I was really a stickler for, like you just said, your name is, is E-T, not O-T. Right. So my name, my last name is Hinshaw, H-I-N. Um, but people would always be like, what's up, Henshaw? You're a hen. And I'd be like, actually, <laughs> it's not hen, it's hen. So I was like, I just like totally would like deny it. Like, okay, whatever. That's not even my name. <laughs> not even close. And then the other thing is, uh, Jeremy. Uh-huh. Uh, people would say germ. Right. And it actually is a pet peeve of mine. I, I know. I don't like to be called germ. I've made even, that mistake before. In, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully I was gracious. <laughs> yeah, you're good. Even in like an endearing way when people are like, ah, oh, germ, like I, I don't, 
I don't like it. I don't. It's just um, we had a family friend who for years would call me germ. And I just did. I I didn't have the I don't know. I just it felt mean to like correct them. And so finally I was like, uh, I don't like (laughs) germ. (laughs) So how did you get the nickname that you have then? Uh, the, someone you and I both know, my brother-in-law, yeah. um, came up with, with worm and it's kind of, I think it's like kind of, you know, Cockney English, how like things rhyme mm-hmm. with things. And, yeah. and so I, I, that's the only thing I can think, Jeremy germ, germ worm. Um, he just started calling me that. And, um, <laughs> yeah, there were, there were a lot of years where I, well, there's, there's certain se- segments of people in my life that, like, that's all they call me. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm it's, familiar. It's pretty funny, yeah. Yeah. But I, th- I feel like it's even, I feel like there's, I don't get called that as much as I used to. I don't know. Just even in the last, like, year. Sure. I don't know. Well, I mean, even your wife calls you Worm. Yes. Quite, that's pretty Quite funny. often. Yeah. It's, yeah. Worm or Hinshaw, I go by much more than just my given just first name. Jeremy. Jeremy. Yeah. yeah. It's, oh, it's funny. My son calls you Germany. Germany. Yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah, that that's another one I would get. Germany. And What's up, Germany? Yeah. This is like that's not my name. That's funny. So, anyways, moving forward, today's question is uh can you lose your salvation or can you backtrack on your salvation? And this question was brought by my sister Anna Hutchinson and uh and her workplace. So, super good question. I know that there's there's what religions founded on just this question, huh? There are religions, I would say that that this is a key thing. Like you've got to do the works, mm-hmm. you know, to, to keep your salvation. Um, and I think before we get into the question, it's like what what is that word? What does it mean? And we talked about this a little bit on the last one, but what does it mean to be saved? Yeah, exactly. You know, I think it's one of those what we call Christianese terms. <laughs> it just gets like thrown out. Mm-hmm. Um, and out of context, it's like, you know, saved, or what is, what is saved, what is salvation? But the Bible actually, you know, talks about it in the New Testament, in the, the Greek, the word that we're, that we're getting here, the Greek word is sozo. And the word sozo means to rescue or to deliver. Okay. And the word sozo is actually 110 times in the New Testament it's used. Oh, wow. That's so a lot. Yeah. It's, a, it's a fair, and, and a lot, and most of it is talking about you know, uh, being, being saved as in like a, an eternal sense of, of salvation. Or, uh, the other thing that I like is it also means to be made whole. Mm. There are times where Jesus, as you know, he said, like, uh, uh, your, your faith has made you whole. It's the same word, sozo. Okay. Um, it's translated sometimes, uh, as saved in the English Bible. Sometimes it's, it's translated as deliver or made whole. So that that word actually has a direct correlation to the Bible then as far as being saved to sozo pretty similar. Yeah, and so w- when we're talking about being saved in the in the Christian context when we're talking about, you know, salvation or are you saved or you need to be saved, you know, the the context is have you been delivered by God from your sin? Mm-hmm. Have you been gifted eternal life? I think that I would say, I mean, would you say that's yeah, I think so. I think that that makes sense. And I think that that's probably what most people think of when they hear in Christian, you know, in the Christian culture of uh, people that are saved, that, you know, you hear that word so much. But I could see from the outside hearing, so uh, have you been saved? They're probably like, what? Yeah. I, <laughs> saved from what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And I told you my story 
last time about the the kid in, in Lake Michigan being saved by a lifeguard and just like not understanding and right. But that's terminology that I used for a really long time, and now that I um, preaching um, more regularly. Whenever I use the word saved, because, it, you know, it pops up, like you're, you're upbringing, like these words in your vocabulary pops up and, and while I'm preaching. And mm-hmm. I always explain it as either rescue or reconciliation or, or a combination of both. You know, to be, to be saved is to be rescued from our sin and to be reconciled with God or restored. Uh, restoration is another word that I, I like. Kind of the word, so, you know, the Sozo word kind of encapsulates all of that. Delivered from sin, restored into relationship with, with the Father. Right. That makes sense. And so I think that this requires us not beating around the bush. What happens if you aren't saved from your sin? Yeah. So um, the Bible is clear that, that the penalty, you know, Romans 3.23 is for all have sinned, come short of the glory of God. You know, we, we've all sinned. We all have incurred separation. Romans 6.23 is the, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So the penalty of, of sin, not meeting God's standard, and the word sin in the Greek literally means to miss the mark. It's an archery term, to mm-hmm. miss that standard that God set forth in his word. Uh, the, the penalty for that is is death, is like a physical and an eternal death, an eternal separation. Mm. So to be saved means to be restored in right relationship and right standing with the Father, with the Creator, so that we can have eternal life with him one day. That's awesome. It is awesome. Yeah. But going into this question today, uh, I've got, I, I have uh, a lot of scripture, kind of a path through scripture. And this is different. I think this is going to be a little different than, than what we've done so far. But I'm really feeling that we need to go and, and, and go to turn to the Bible. And what does the Bible say about this? And the Bible, like I said, 110 times talks a lot about being saved and what that mm-hmm. looks like. Mm-hmm. So if that's cool with you. Yeah. Let's take a path, I'm a okay. journey through the Bible. <laughs> I'm okay with different. Did you notice that sh- that uh, that show opening I did this morning? I did. That was different. It was definitely different. I, you know, I liked it. it was feeling, <laughs> feeling it out. Um, so the first verse I have, Romans 10, 13, Paul says that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Uh, and, and what's cool about that verse when you look is he, uh, it's actually, he's quoting the Old Testament. And he's quoting mm. the prophet Joel um, in Joel 2.32. And the Hebrew word that there, he's quoting from saved, he's translating it. Um, Joel used the word, the Hebrew word for deliverance. Hmm. So everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be delivered. Oh, wow. So it's a kind of a cool like take like yeah. from the Greek to the, you know, Paul's Greek interpretation of the original Hebrew. Oh, that is cool. It's, you see that time and time again in scripture where, you know, you see somebody kind of go back to original scripture. Yeah. And Jesus or original old Testament. Yeah. Jesus did it a a lot. So for me, I know like the way that I studied the Bible, anytime I see the, the quotes and someone is quoting from the old Testament, I always want to know, well, what is that? Like, what is that passage Mm -hmm. and what's the context? And so I will try to find, if you have a Bible that has the cross cross references, you can look and see like where they took that from. And you can go back to the passage and see the context. And it's, it's really, it's really cool. It's a cool. Oh, it's awesome. And then you could see just how much intellect was involved with some of this stuff. Yeah. And how, you know, the, the story of the Bible is really the story of Jesus Mm -hmm. and all of the old Testament points to Jesus. Yeah. And this is, this is a parallel that I have just been really made aware of within the last couple of years. And it's amazing. Yeah. It's so cool. And just side note, when people talk like, you know, cause God is a Trinity, 
which I'm still waiting for that question. Yeah. But God, you know, is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so people, I, I know that for me, sometimes I've been like, well, should I pray to God? Should I pray to Jesus? Should I pray to the Spirit? Is it, is it all in one? Like, you know, yeah. when we're praying, when we're speaking. And I think it's okay. I don't think there's any rules, just throwing it out there. But, you know, w- when I pray, a lot of times I pray to the Father. Mm-hmm. But I also, like, I'm asking Jesus for things a lot. Because when it says the name, you know, the name of Jesus um, is Yeshua. Uh, in Matthew one twenty one, when 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 the angel comes, when the angel comes to Mary and Joseph, uh, it says that, uh, that you will call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And so that name Jesus is Yeshua, and the word literally means Yah, Shua. So it's it's God saves. Oh wow. Yeah, and so the name of Jesus, and you'll see this a lot. You know, the next verse I have here is John one twelve, and it says, "To all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God." So all who believed on the name of Jesus, this Yeshua that God saves, God gave the right to be called his children. Mm, and key word believed. It sounds like. Yeah, keyword keyword being being believed, and, and we'll come back around to that in a minute. Uh, Romans ten nine says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Mm. And so again, we have that, you know, what, what, what must I do to be saved? You know, that's what Nicodemus asked Jesus. Jesus said, you must be born again. And he's like, huh? <laughs> but the key here is like to be born again, to be saved to, is to, um, I, I like to call it the, the simplest way to remember this is the ABCs of salvation. And this is a good witnessing tool. You know, if you're sharing our okay. faith with someone, um, or if you're someone who's hearing this for the first time, the ABCs of salvation are admit, believe, confess. So admit that we've sinned, admit that we fall short of mm-hmm. God's glory and holiness. Um, because we, because we do, you know, because of sin in the garden, you going all the way back to the garden, um, we fell short. We chose wrong and we continue to choose wrong. Like I choose wrongly daily. And oh yeah. Recognize my need yeah. for a savior, for mm-hmm. someone who, who saves me, who restores me into right relationship. So we admit that we have sin and then we believe that Jesus is that way of restoration, mm-hmm. that Jesus who was fully God, fully man, came and lived a perfect life without sin and carried our sin and died for our sin, like died in our place. All the sacrifices of the Old Testament were all attributing sin to an animal that would have to die in the place of the people right? so that God, God's holiness would be satisfied. Mm-hmm. But Jesus himself, as God, died for our sin, taking the sin of the world upon himself, and then he rose again in power, in the power of the Spirit. And that's so important. So we're believing that. We're believing that Jesus was the Son mm-hmm. of God, that he died, and that he rose again. And then lastly is confessing. That's the seed to confess. Because salvation, though it's a one-time, and that's a little glimpse as to what we think, can you, can you lose your salvation? But salvation yeah, is a right. one-time occurrence uh, where we have claimed that we are justified because of what God has done through Jesus. But at the same time, it's a process of working out. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that process could probably take time too. Yeah. Yeah. It totally takes, it takes a lifetime mm-hmm. to work out. There's, there's nobody that I know that after they like, 
accepted Jesus and called on his name was like, okay, I'm good, and didn't sin from that day forward. Right. No, and, it continues it, to happen. Yeah. And there are, you, you mentioned other religions. There are religions that believe that you can live a sinless life. Um, <laughs> that that, ain't, that yeah. ain't me, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me either. And so the confessing, the ABCs, the confessing is an ongoing um, acknowledgement and repentance and a turning from sin. Mm-hmm. It's that it's establishing that relationship with God. It's like, oh, you know, Father, I've sinned against you, but I claim Jesus. I claim that you know that I've called on His name. Mm-hmm. I claim Him, and it, it is an ongoing process. You know, the Bible says, uh, Paul says to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Um, th- this is constant state of submitting and confessing. And, and, and as soon as we confess, you know, as soon as we actually, we make the decision to confess, we're already forgiven. Right. Like it's our, the work is already done. It's once and done. Jesus died once for all. Mm-hmm. And so it's done. So we can, we can move forward. Um, and just like it's, it's it, it, this confession Mm-hmm. Confe- I noticed that confessing. that's just moving forward is a hard thing. So you know what I mean? Yeah, so totally. You sit there and like, well, did it take? You know, like I confess, but did it take? Like, am I good? You know, right? And 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 I think that comes into that's a great question because that I think that comes into the next the next part of you know how how do we how do we then continue on? How do we mm-hmm. you know once we, once we've been saved? How do we then move forward and and, and walk? In, in uh, Ephesians 2, 8, and I've got this Bible tabbed. I, I think we should make questions on the way Bible tabs. That would be cool. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I mentioned Bible tabs in like every episode. Bible swag brought to you by <laughs> questions on the way. <laughs> Just a little QOTW tab in your Bible. Um, so Ephesians 2, verse 8, it says, For by grace you have been saved... And here's the key, through faith, mm-hmm. by grace, by God's grace. This is, you know, God's grace. This is a f- the free gift of salvation. Yeah. It's unfathomable how good this grace is. I love that. That's a great word. Unfathomable. Mm-hmm. That's really stretching the vocabulary. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great word. That's, because, yeah, there, there are no depths. You know, the Bible says, you know, what are the heights and the depths and the breadth and the, you know, of God's love. Mm-hmm. And it is, it is unfathomable grace, but grace meaning getting something that we don't deserve. And we don't deserve to be reconciled to God. We don't deserve right standing because of our sin. Right. But through, but grace through faith. And what is faith? Well, faith is, is believing. You know, mm-hmm. it's a very simple way to put it. And faith could be a whole nother podcast, but faith is, is that, that believing, choosing to believe in, in God's grace, choosing to believe that Jesus was the son of God. And, and I mean, I, I don't have other than the Bible. I don't have, like, I wasn't there. I don't, you know, I, I didn't see, you know, that, that Jesus was the son and that Jesus died on the cross and he sure. rose again. Like I, I didn't see that. I didn't witness that personally, but I believe it because God said it in his word. Yeah. And I think kind of going back the, like we said before, a key word is be believing in faith. And, uh, I think, so when you see people maybe fall away from the faith, it's simply because they didn't have it to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's good. And I love even the terminology you say to, to fall away. Um, first Corinthians 15, one and two says that to Paul says to hold fast to the word I preached to you, uh, unless you've believed in vain. Mm. 
and and I think um, and I know this is one that, that you like, but like the parable of the sower. Yeah, exactly. Do you want to kind of rehash that just real quick? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll talk about the parable of the sower really quick, and um, but before that, even sure. um, just as an example. So when I was in high school, there was I had a group of friends, and we were all Christian friends, and I had a couple friends that were super, super aggressive as far as like, they were the ones going and out and, um, so you know, like aggressive in their evangelism. Yeah. Efforts. Yeah. And, uh, and so th- what they would do is immediately go to somebody that was not a Christian and tell them that they're going to hell, which is a bad approach to start. Yeah. With. That's not, yeah, that's, that's not a very gracious, but, speaking um, of grace, right. We had a, another friend in this group who actually died. Mm. And immediately when our one friend died, that group, those probably, I think there's two of them uh, in our group of friends, those two people that were um, pretty aggressive, immediately fell away from the faith. Mm. And I can't help now but think that uh, they just didn't have the real belief in their heart to begin with. Yeah. And so that's really kind of what reminded me of the parable of the sower when we were talking about this. Um, and so if I can, I'm just going to read the parable of the sower. And the thing about the parable of the sower, a lot of times we were like, well, what's a sower? Yeah. <laughs> right. It's, it's not a, a word we use. Yeah, right. So a sower is just a farmer. First time I read this, I was like, oh, like what? Sowing? <laughs> yeah. So this is actually Jesus talking and, um, this is Matthew's account. So the book of Matthew and verses about three through eight. So anytime... I'm going to just substitute the word sower with farmer, and to sow is to plant seed. Sure. Okay? Good. Well, Matthew first starts off, and he told them many things in parables, and this is Jesus talking. A farmer went out to plant seed, and as he planted seed, some of the seed fell along the path, and birds came and devoured them. Other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up. So that's probably not much depth of faith right there. Sure. They sprung up and said, yay, we're good, right? Right. So this is seed, right? Yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. Since they had no depth of soil, but when the sun came up, they were scorched. So as soon as there was tribulation, they fell away. Yeah. Um, And since they had no root, they withered away, it says. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them out. Essentially the same thing. Hmm. Other seeds fell on good soil, and they produced grain, some hundredfold, some 60, some 30. So, I mean, yeah, there you have it. So when you have that really good foundation in Jesus Christ, that's when you produce the good grain of the good works. Yeah, totally. And, and just even the idea of a seed, like we've all done the experiment as a kid where you plant the seed in the cup and mm-hmm. then the sprout comes up and you watch it and then it's like, oh, but then pull the seed out and look at the root system below. Right. And that's such a great, I mean, everything Jesus taught, like he only taught in parables and stories. Mm-hmm. And um, this is a great one because of the seed, you know, another level of that is that the seed, like the roots go down and go down and go down and continue to go down. You know, think about a tree, like the longer it's alive and the taller it gets, the deeper the root system. So it's this continued growth. You know, you'll sometimes see like a big tree that gets blown over in the wind. And the Mm. reason a lot of times is because the root system 
wasn't developed enough. Sure. And so like, yeah, I think that's a great, you know, drawing into like the faith is like, is your faith continuing? Are you enduring mm-hmm. in the faith through those trials and tribulations? Are you just like, oh, I'm done. And you dry, dry up. Or are you looking in the word and be like, why is this happening? You know, asking the questions, turning to the word, turning to God and like really developing your depth. Sure. So I think sometimes what we have maybe, and, uh, this wording, I don't know if I like it a whole lot, but it is uh, sometimes you have a, what's called a false conversion. Yeah. And, and that's, it's a tricky thing to, to talk about. I think it is, you know, but the next verse that I have here is Matthew ten twenty two, And it says the one who endures to the end will be saved. Mm. You know, like we said, being saved is a, it's a one-time occurrence, but it's also a lifetime process. Right. And so enduring in the faith is so key. Um, Hebrews ten, thirty six, uh, is one of my favorite. Uh, Hebrews is just a great book. It's all about like faith and like you got the hall of the heroes of the f- heroes of the faith. Um, in chapter eleven is really like the faith chapter, but in ten in Hebrews ten right before it, Paul's talking and he says, um, "Therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward." For you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, mm-hmm. you may receive what is promised. For, and here he's quoting from the Old Testament, yet a little while, and the coming one will come and will not delay, but my righteous one shall live by faith. And if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who have faith and preserve mm-hmm. their souls. We are those who endure and have faith and preserve our souls through faith. Now, again, because that just found it sounded to me like I do this, but totally not me doing this, but like our faith is enabled by the power of the Holy Spirit, which is received upon that act of salvation, of, of accepting and believing and confessing. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah, that makes sense. So I think w- one thing that I kind of think of when I think about this is, you know, a house built on sand, right? Oh yeah. And I don't remember what verse this is. And, but, uh, I heard Ray Comfort talking about this just recently. Ray Comfort has uh, living waters on YouTube and he, he's awesome. He's a great resource for how to talk to people about Jesus, just practical ways. Exactly. So, but he talks about, you know, false conversions and, you know, not living in faith, but he says, you know, sometimes you'll have somebody that, uh, for instance, this is, uh, will go and they'll hear the gospel, but then they'll just like kind of brush it aside and mm-hmm. maybe make the pastor feel good. Like, wow, that guy really listened to me. It would be like, for instance, I'm getting ready to build a house, right? Yeah. And uh, I go up to Jeremy here and I say, um, Jeremy, you're an excellent engineer, which he's not. <laughs> no, that's not something <laughs> I've been ever called before. But uh, Jeremy, you're an excellent engineer. So um, how do I build a house? And then Jeremy would say, well, probably on a really good foundation is where you want to start, right? And I say, oh, that's, that's awesome. That's really good insight. And then I go and I promptly build my house on sand. And in Alaska, yeah. we have what's called liquefaction. So when there's an earthquake, your house sinks about six feet yeah. under the ground. Yeah. And so I think that kind of just demonstrates in a small way, when you don't build that root system up that we were talking about, yeah. that foundation, it is easy to... Uh, it's easy enough to say the words like, oh, yeah, yeah, I believe in Jesus, but really don't do anything yeah. with it. Yeah, that's that's good. You know, the, you know, Christ 
and God just in general is referred to in the Bible and even like the kingdom of God is referred to as the rock, mm-hmm. you know, that solid foundation. And so so many implications there, but yeah, building your life on, on that foundation of the rock and then, and then continuing. Yeah. It's like, what are, what are we built on? What is that mm-hmm. conversion story, you know, built on? And it's making me think ahead to, you know, well, you know, how do we, the evidence of, of faith, mm-hmm. the evidence of salvation, but I, I want to, I want to hold on that just for a second, and sure. I want to go into um, how do we know, you know, where's our security? Like, what does the Bible say about, okay, I'm tracking with you guys, I'm understanding salvation, I'm understanding how we get it, but, like, how do we know that we we keep that? Yeah, that, um, we, that we're there, man. That we're there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and um, back to Romans 6.23, Paul says, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift, the ESV says, the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So the wages of sin is death. The gift God gives us through grace mm-hmm. is eternal life. And I love, I go right to Romans 11.29. Uh, Paul says, for the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. Oh, nice. So once we've received this free gift of salvation, mm-hmm. we've, we've accepted, we've believed, we've confessed. Yeah, look into your ours. heart. Yeah, that's... It's, it's ours. God gives it to us, and that's irrevocable. Somebody can't just jump up and snatch that away, and we don't even have the power to take it away. No, we don't. And, you know, we go back to the illustration of be like being born again. Mm-hmm. It's like when we're reborn, when we're being made new... You can't be unreborn. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly right. right. And then and then re-reborn and then unreborn. Like it's it's a process of becoming mm-hmm. new, but it's irrevocable. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah. So John ten twenty five. Uh, well, in the previous verses, Jesus is talking and he's talking to the Pharisees, um, but they say, you know, they're, they're asking him. They're like, so if you're the if you're the Christ, like. Tell us. And Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name bear witness about me, mm-hmm. but you do not believe because you are not among my sheep. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. Wow. So he's saying, you know, these people believed they're my sheep. They're in my hand. And not only are, in the, are, are they in my hand, but they're in my father's hand and he's greater than I am. And guess what? He and I are the same. Oh. We're one. So it's like, you're in my hand doubly and like no one can take you out. So awesome. I just, am, I'm picturing Jesus right now doing a mic drop. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so many maybe, times. It, was, maybe yeah. it was a staff drop. I don't know, but it happened. <laughs> a scroll I, drop. Yeah. He's just like, boom. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's, that's one of those verses like that. I always turn people to when they're, t- when they're questioning like the security, that eternal security and like, am I really saved? Mm-hmm. Do I have salvation? Um, yeah. Just look into your heart. I mean, really you have to look inwardly. Yeah. And so then the other thing, you know, I mentioned the, the Holy Spirit, um, you know, one of the promises, uh, Acts 2.38 tells us that when we repent and are baptized, that we receive the Holy Spirit. We receive the promise of the Holy Spirit. Jesus promised um, that the Holy Spirit would come as a, as a helper to, to help the convict us of sin, to reveal revelation of truth in the Bible, but that we would have the Holy Spirit. And uh, in Ephesians, uh, 13, 1, 13 and 14, Paul says, in him, and he's talking in Jesus, you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, so mm-hmm. again, believed in Jesus, believed on his name, you were sealed 
with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance. So the fact that we have the presence of the Holy Spirit in our life is the ceiling. It's the guarantee. Sure. It's like the deposit that God is making on our life. It's like, you're mine, and I'm going to draw. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have this back. You know, mm-hmm. but it's that, the Holy Spirit is that guarantee of the promise. And, and beyond that, the Holy Spirit, we've talked about this before, but is the power for living. It's the power for faith. He's the power for, for enduring. Uh, Ephesians 3, 16 through 20 speaks all about, and we're going to take the time to turn there today, but speaks all about the power of the Spirit and how we receive that, how we exercise that. Um, and it's, it's so encouraging to know it's not something I have to do on my own. Right. So what we have there is a legal implication, really. Yeah. And the Romans back then were totally aware of a legal system, which was kind of made up by the Greeks. But it's a total legal implication to where we are sinners, okay? We're not good enough. The wages of sin is death, like Mm -hmm. you said before. We're not good enough to enter the heavenly kingdom, okay? But what Jesus did on the cross is he said... It is finished. Mm-hmm. And when he said that, what it is is an, a legal implication that he paid our fine. If we're, yeah. And this is another Ray Comfort. Ray Comfort uses this all the time. But he says, you know, if we're sitting in a courtroom right before a judge, okay, and the judge says, wow, you are guilty of speeding. You're guilty mm-hmm. of all these things that you've done. Um, but somebody's paid your fine for you and you're free to go. Yeah. That's Jesus. Yeah. That's that's being saved. Yeah, and, and then all you have to do is just believe that it's true. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's like what person in that situation would be like, yeah, no, that didn't happen. Slap me with the penalties. Yeah. Slap nah, me I'm up. good. Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, you just believe it, and then you got it. It's awesome. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. And then, so then you think about that person, like, extending that courtroom situation that has accepted that and believes it. And it's like, yes, it's paid for, and then goes out. And then gets right back in the car and speeds again or breaks the law, right? Like, mm-hmm. So that's that's that Christian, that's that person of you know maybe a conversion, but but it's not playing out in their in their life. And that's the question I have is like, what about Christians? Like in air quotes, these oh, people yeah. who claim Christ, but there's no fruit. In the first verse I, I go to is Romans six one and two, um, where Paul says, "Are we to continue in sin?" that grace may abound by no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Like how can we who have been forgiven, who have been recreated in Christ, how can Mm -hmm. we continue to choose or how can we choose to continue in sin? Yeah, exactly. I know that I've been pulled over before for, uh, I I remember specifically, I took a corner a little bit too quick and a cop pulled me over and I was like, yeah, you know, I mm-hmm. I no. admit it. I confessed. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I confessed. <laughs> yeah, and you know, the cop had the grace to let me go. He didn't give me any ticket or anything yeah. like that. But the first thing that I didn't do was jump out and just floor the gas pedal. Right. Right. <laughs> I, right. I was very careful the rest yeah. of the way home. Yeah. Yeah. You you, t- you took ownership. You changed. Mm-hmm. You know what what you were doing. And this is the other part of that analogy. Uh, Let's say that you're like, man, I'm sorry that, yes, you're right, officer, that was too fast. Well, what about when you still get a ticket? Well, where was God then? You know, because that's, Mm -hmm. and that's, again, this is a, that's another podcast. Yeah. But like, why did that bad thing still happen? Well, there's still consequences. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Even though you're living under grace and like you're forgiven, like when we, when we do wrong things, you know, 
God's grace extends to cover the eternal consequence and penalty, but we live in a fallen world and there's still going to be consequences at times. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, we experience consequences for other people's sin, mm-hmm. right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's just like, that's, that's the world. That's because we live in a fallen world. Absolutely. And again, like I said, that's a, I think a podcast for another time. I know, which brings us to our next point. Submit questions, the questions yeah. on your, on the way <laughs> always, at gmail.com. Yes. Always get that in there. Um, then the, the next thing, though, I want I want to say is uh, in First Timothy one nineteen, Timothy's talking to Paul and he, he charges him to to hold faith in a good conscience, and he says by rejecting this, some have made a shipwreck of their faith. You know, some by by not enduring, by 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 not having a good conscience and um, holding their faith have have ruined essentially ruined their faith. Mm. You know, by continuing in sin and continuing to make these choices, you know, they've just wrecked their lives. You know, you brought up one thing and you actually showed me a video at one point. Um one of the easiest ways that I found in my life to you know, continue with more good works rather than continually going back to sin and trust me, I'm just as guilty as anybody. Mm. I still sin. Yeah. But is simply reading the Bible. And you had some really interesting facts about when you read the Bible, uh, what that changes in your mind. Um, yeah, I think that video that you're talking about is, is really good. I don't remember the specifics on it right now, but yeah, let's find that and link it in the show notes. But it is talking about like the, it was four, when you have four or more interactions with the Bible a week, and then it was saying the percentages of things that go, that go down or that increase the good things that increase or the percentages of the bad things that mm-hmm. decrease based on just interacting with the Bible, you know, oh, just yeah. reading and, you know, hearing truth and believing truth and applying truth to our lives. Um, and that I think goes into, you know, kind of like the next thing I have is, is that, you know, the evidence of, of truly receiving the gift of salvation and living that out in faith um, you've got to talk about like the fruit of the spirit. Yeah. You know, I having so. the Holy Spirit in us, you know, those proofs, um, Galatians five sixteen through 25 talks about the fruit of the spirit and how, when we have the spirit in us, like we will no longer desire um, to do those, those sinful things. And it lists out, you know, the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, long suffering, goodness, self-control, all of these things that come about by deepening our relationship with, with, with God and trusting in the power of the Holy Spirit. Then you go into Matthew 7.21, and this is one I know that like can kind of cause fear in people when they're questioning, like, well, am I saved? Am I not saved? And, and this is one verse that people point to. It says, not everyone who says to me, and this is Jesus talking, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven on that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? You know, they're, they're mm-hmm. understanding. I mean, these are people doing good things in the name of Jesus. And he says, and then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Mm-hmm. And if you read that, just when you stop there, you're like, whoa, like, well, how can anybody know? It's like if even the people that are doing good works are being cast out, but you got to back up. Yeah. You've got to back up in this passage because right before, starting in, in, in verse 15, Jesus is talking about beware of false prophets in, in sheep's clothing. And he says uh, in verse 16, you will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit, 
but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus you will recognize them by their fruits. Mm. Our lives, the way we live our lives will be evidenced in our fruits and the production of fruit by the Holy Spirit and that continuing and enduring in faith. Sure. Yeah. You could have somebody that's a, an atheist or, you know, falsely claimed to be a Christian that still does good things from time to time, but they're not going to bear that fruit of handing that down to their children and living it out in their life over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, oh, for instance, just going back to that, uh, that guy that wants to build his house. Yeah. Maybe he put in a really good set of windows in that house. He did a good job. So nice windows. Yeah, he leveled out the windows really good. You know, he did good framework, no foundation. Yeah. He did not heed that advice given by the engineer to build that on a good foundation. Yeah, I know it looks good on the outside. It's not going to hold up. Nope. It's yeah. not going to make it in one of our 7-2 earthquakes up here. That's good. That's good. I have written down here that it's that, that our continuing in faith, it's both an, an oral confession, it's that confessing, mm-hmm. but it's also a continually repentant heart. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, that recognition of like, I've done wrong, and then confessing and repenting to, to the Father, and then claiming and accepting Jesus' sacrifice for, for those sins. Um continuing in faith and then, and then walking in love. I would say like, that's kind of like the key, you know, how do we, Mm. how do we, you know, battle against this? Like, well, am I saved? Am I not saved? Well, we believe we continue in faith, continue to believe and then walk in love, you know, walk in the, in the power of the spirit and let him produce those good works. And like we've talked about before, the only way that you can continue and build the relationship is to be in the Bible, reading the Bible, praying and asking Mm. God, you know, what's next? What's next? That's awesome. It's good. The last thing I have, John 13, 35, it says, by this will all men know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Oh, that's awesome. It's to walk in love. And there's another place in the Bible that says that love covers a multitude of sins. Mm -hmm. Um, So salvation, security, Holy Spirit, enduring faith, and Walk the, in love. And the ABCs. I really like that. The Those ABCs, are, yeah, yeah. Admit, believe, and confess. Yeah, so hopefully, uh, you know, I think we're I think we're done. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope this one doesn't end up being a long one. Uh, it looks it looks long on the time. I know I'm always, like, watching the time a little bit. Just, but hopefully, if you made it this far, I think... If you made it this far... I think that you found something profound. It's good. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, continue to pray for us. Pray for us is key. Yeah, we're, we are getting uh, lots of good feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, both, I mean, honestly, even just like in our workplace, people know what we're doing. We're getting, we're getting good feedback. So continue to pray uh, for people to hear the truth, the gospel, the good news about Jesus and, um, and, and have questions, you know, because when we continue to question is when we're going to, you know, dig those roots down deep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, that, that God would, you know, be praying that God would use this podcast to reach the ears of people that, that need to hear it mm-hmm. and that it would result in people being born again and just sold out for Jesus. And part of being able to actually hear this is, you know, getting this podcast out. So if you can, I mean, share some of our posts that we make on Instagram, um, what you could also do is if you uh, like us, give us five stars and submit a review on iTunes, Anchor, whatever you're listening to, Spotify. 
uh, all that helps to making this podcast a little bit more popular to the, go out to the ears that need to hear it. For sure. And, and just, I think, you know, you keyed in like sharing. I think that's our mm-hmm. next phase is like, just if we can get people to share this podcast out, just saying, like, Hey, you know, I've, I've, you know, I know a couple of guys doing this podcast, you know, maybe they're fun to listen to, you know, I mean, <laughs> maybe this could be an evangelism tool for you, yeah. you know, to share with, with someone. So yeah, if you're still listening at this point, <laughs> um, send us your questions yep. to questions on the way at gmail.com. You can reach out to us on Instagram at questions on the way and yeah, subscribe and uh, join us in this journey of, of the things that, that God is doing. All right. Thanks, Worm. (laughs) You're welcome. See you next time, guys. Bye.